Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning. It's an absolutely beautiful morning in Memphis, Tennessee. And we've got a program that I think you're going to find to be, as always, interesting because it's a guy that is so, you know, knowledgeable but entertaining at the same time. He is um, a dear friend, a guy that we have frequently on the program, Kurt Zarnowski, and he's about Social Security. So grab your pencil and some paper and take some excellent notes, Art. Kurt it, is the man. Kurt is the if man. If I can learn stuff about Social Security from just his time here on the show, anybody, anybody can. Anybody can, and he does such a great job. You'll enjoy the program, but first, before we get to that program part of the, the – uh, actually get to Kurt – you know, I, I was reading something. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Obviously, yes, you know, we I talked did. about it a little bit after that, and uh, it was a it was a great game. And I know a lot of fans and Peyton and all that kind of stuff. And he's getting you know, drugged through the sewer somewhat. Some things happened as a freshman in college, and they're all talking about that. But but here's something that I thought not about Peyton, not about the the actual Super Bowl. But here's a, here's a here's something for you to ponder. Okay. Two thousand the first. Let's go back to this. Super Bowl number one, mm-hmm. the average line of the Green Bay Packers, who won the Super Bowl one. Okay. Average weight of the the line, the guys, you know, the guys on the offensive line, the guys that okay. protect the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Average weight, 245 pounds. Okay. Now what is it today? Uh, okay. Well, let me say this. Cam Newton weighs 245 pounds today. Really? So, oh. I mean, the Panthers quarterback weighs the average weight of what was playing in 2000, excuse me, in Super Bowl one. But here it is for today. Great question, because, you know, I, it's amazing. If you ever go up against those guys, you're standing there, you know, I've done that mm-hmm. a couple of times and realize just how big they are. But the average weight of Super Bowl 50 champions, Denver Broncos for the offensive line was 308 pounds. Wow. Big guys. Big guys. I can I can stand in a pocket with those guys. But of course you you got to realize there're freight trains coming at them. That's what's happening, you know, with that whole process, but oh, that's trivial, but that's important. But Kurt Zarnowski's going to talk about something that everybody and most everybody is aware of this. I think if you listen to this program enough to know, but we've got some changes coming in social security. You have a bill this This bipartisan budget bill of 2015 has changed the laws about what Social Security can and cannot do. And a lot of people are concerned, are they going to reduce my Social Security benefits? Are they not allowing me to start Social Security at 62 if I was planning on doing that? If I wait to full retirement at 66, does that still mean that I can continue to work and get some Social Security and not take it away from All of those are questions that I know people have on a regular basis. We get them at the office. Well, we've got the man, the man that knows those and can give us 
us some of the answers and clearly help us to understand it. It's amazing that I read something the other day, Art, that says people don't think there's going to be a quote-unquote standard retirement. Okay. And I think that's what Kurt's going to help us understand. There are some things that a standard retirement with Social Security still works. 58% of these people that were surveyed said it's not going to happen. Kurt's going to not change their mind, but help them understand <laughs> it. So stay with us when we come back. It'll be Kurt Zarnowski, Zarnowski Consulting, and we're talking today about Social Security. Jim Shoemaker is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, as you will know, we're going to be talking with Kurt Zarnowski. He is currently the principal in Zarnowski Consulting. It's a retirement planning firm that provides expert answers to your Social Security questions. Kurt is the former regional communications director for the Social Security Administration in New England. He's held that position for a long time. I'll just leave it at that. But since his retirement, he has been running this uh, Zarnowski Consulting and does an excellent job. Frequent guest of ours. And Kurt, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Happy New Year. First time on with you guys in 2016. Looking forward to continuing our beautiful friendship. Well, it is a good friendship, and I so much appreciate it. We were talking about it before we got you on the phone, but uh, you're one of the guys that we can always depend that's going to help us understand the complexity of Social Security. Now, I, you know, I don't think that if you go back to its original thought process, it wasn't supposed to be complex. I think it was a, a simple way for people to have some form of uh, of a retirement or savings or, or just a way that the government would subsidize, maybe not the total program for someone retiring, but it was going to give something of a subsidy to help people retire. Now, it is amazing how complex Social Security is. Do you agree with that? Oh, sure. And, you know, it's clear that the program in place today is very different from the program that Congress had legislated back in 1935. You know, you've seen a huge growth in the numbers and types of benefit payments that are paid. Social Security started out simply as a retirement system. But even before the first retirement payments were made, survivor benefits were added. 1956, disability benefits added. You know, and so it's been a huge growth. And within those, uh, major programs, there are additional components that have been added, benefits for spouses, benefits for divorced spouses, widows, you know. So, yeah, it's a, 
hugely important program to this country, but it is one that has clearly changed uh, through the passage of time. You know, one of the things, we have a bipartisan bill that was passed in 2015 that actually by April the 30th of this year it comes into effect, and that's really what I want us to kind of help people get around today. We got a lot of calls in the office. We did a program with you back in the fourth quarter of last year, and it was amazing how that stimulated people realizing and thinking, and some people getting off the fence, you know. I mean, they, they had to say, oh, I, I guess I better do this. I, I hadn't thought I, go, I was going to, I was, you know, all those, those goings, the pup supposed to, shoulds, and all that kind of stuff had to kind of begin to come into fruition. But for our listeners, I guess help us know this. I mean, anyone that's currently utilizing any or all of the existing programs is claiming the strategies, whether it's violence of pen, claim some now, claim more later, any of those strategies that you've talked about, let's start with those, I guess. Will they be able to do that after April the 30th? Absolutely. Anybody who's currently utilizing any of those strategies has nothing to worry about. Nothing's going to change. There had been some discussion around the time the the bill was being uh, revealed that there might be some clawback provisions in it where Social Security would be required to go back and take back some money from folks who were utilizing these strategies. But that was not included in the final version of the bill. So anybody currently utilizing file and suspend, claim some now, claim more later, nothing to worry about, going to continue uh, as we say during football season, continue unabated to the quarterback. <laughs> All right. Now, with that in mind, then, should someone uh, – well, let's do this. Let's help our listeners gather some information and gain some insight. Give us the idea behind or what does it look like if you file and suspend these strategies. There's several strategies that can you can help maximize someone's Social Security benefits. I'm assuming that people have listened to this program a lot and know – I know that how you qualify for Social Security, and uh, let's don't do that today, but I really sure. want to focus. There are some strategies that people need to be aware of. We've just talked about a couple of them, but let's go back and walk through that. Start with file and suspend. What does that actually mean and help us gain insight? Should we be doing that uh, if I haven't started that? And if I got till April the 30th, is that going to go away at that point? Sure. So I think in terms of you know helping listeners understand the changes that are coming, as you point out, it's really important to start by understanding what the current law says. So what's currently available, so I'll lay that out, and then we'll talk about the changes that are coming. And there's two big strategies, of, as you referenced, file and suspense. We'll touch about, talk about that one first, and then we'll touch on claim some now, claim more later. But file and suspend, this is a provision in the law, flows from passage of the Senior Citizen Freedom to Work Act passed back in the year 2000. And under the file and suspend provision, what it says is that once someone has reached full retirement age, and that's a key point, Jim, as we always talk about, very important for folks to know what is called their full retirement age. But once someone has reached full retirement age under the law, they have the ability to go to Social Security, file an application for benefits, and then ask to have their payments suspended. And if they ask to have their payments suspended, they're not going to collect anything. So why would somebody ask to have their payments suspended? Why would they want to not collect? Well, because as we touched on numerous times, under the Social Security rules, for each month past your full retirement age, that you don't collect your own retirement benefit, your payment is increased by two-thirds of a percent for each month you don't collect, or 8% per year right up until age 70. 
These are called delayed retirement credits. So by opting to defer, you're growing your own retirement benefit, two-thirds percent per month, 8% per year, meaning once you start to take payments, your benefit amount is going to be higher. And the other thing we've touched on in the show is by growing your own benefit, it also means that any survivor payment that might be made when you pass away is going to be widower based on 100% of what the deceased individual had been collecting. So this opting to defer, as I said, grows your own benefit. It also grows any survivor payment. But we've talked in the past too, Social Security has a spousal benefit program where spouses can collect based on the work and earnings of the other member of the couple. Now, I've always said it's a totally gender-neutral program, works equally well either way, but for purposes of our illustration today, we'll assume it's the husband who's been the higher earner, the wife, maybe typically the stay-at-home housewife, or the wife who's looking for benefits. Now, it works equally well either way. But file and suspend addresses the situation where before that wife can collect anything based on the husband's work record, he needs to have applied for benefits. But you've got a situation where the husband recognizes that, hey, it's to my benefit to wait because I'll grow my own payment. I will grow the survivor benefit that would go if I were to pass away first. The file and suspend strategy was perfect in this situation because it allowed the husband at full retirement age to apply for his own retirement payment, ask to have his benefits suspended. By so doing, he would earn those delayed retirement credits. He'd grow his payment. But under the old rules, even though he had asked to have his payment suspended, because he had applied for benefits, Social Security would be able to pay a spousal benefit to the wife. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. He could have his cake and eat it too. He could defer, grow his own benefit, but still enable spousal benefits to be paid to the wife. Now, for the husband to be able to do it, had to be at full retirement age. For the wife to be able to collect anything, had to be at least age 62, earliest age a spouse can collect. Could she collect? So file and suspend. It allowed that benefit to go to the spouse, or if there were kids collecting as well, even though the primary wage earner had asked to have payments suspended. So, but, but Kurt, can, can, she, can she, the 62-year-old wife, spouse, you're saying, can they collect that 50% of the benefit that the the earner would, would be receiving, or... Or they delay that too? No, they would. If they opted to collect at age 62, Social Security would first pay that person whatever they were entitled to on their own. It would be a reduced amount. And they might be eligible for some additional money because if there was a difference between their own benefit and half of the husband's, but it too would be reduced as well. But they could collect. But if they started prior to the wife's full retirement age, they wouldn't get the full 50%. The payment would be reduced just to someone's own retirement benefit, is reduced if they opt to collect before they've hit full retirement age. The other benefit to file and suspend, though, so it allowed payments to be made. The other benefit to file and suspend was, under the rules, the old rules, if you had asked to have your payments suspended, you retained the right at any point up until age 70 to go back to Social Security and ask to have any and all of those payments that had been held repaid to you in a lump sum. Whereas if you had never applied and you got around to applying, you were limited to receiving a maximum of six months of retroactive benefits 
based on the filing of that application. So you get two people, both at full retirement age of 66, one files and suspends, the other person sits back and does nothing. In both cases, they're not collecting, so they're accruing delayed retirement credits. They're growing their payment. And in both cases, if nothing happens four years later at age 70, their respective payments amounts are going to be 32% higher than their full retirement age amount. But the benefit to filing and suspending as opposed to sitting back and doing nothing was if something happened. And say two years later in both their cases, hurricane comes along, blows the roof off their house, they have a need for money. That first person who had filed and suspended at that point could go to Social Security and ask to have all two years' worth of payments repaid in a lump sum, whereas the person who had done nothing could go down to Social Security at that point, apply, and could receive a maximum, though, of six months of retroactive payments. So that was the other benefit to filing and suspending. You held open the possibility that if you needed to get the money back, you could do so. It's kind of like an insurance policy. So, But the reality is, I guess I want to focus on the fact that we do have a change in the law that takes effect April the 30th. Bingo. So what what does the new law say? Well, just as we said, if you're currently taking advantage of the current rules, got nothing to worry about, the new law says, as long as you have filed and suspended by April 30th, meaning you have to be over your full retirement age and you have to have asked to have your payment suspended, then you too will continue to operate under the current rules. That if you've asked to have your payment suspended, Social Security will still pay benefits to anyone else collecting on the record, and you will retain the right to get your money back in a lump sum if you so ask. But the new law says for anyone who has filed and suspended after April 30th of this year, two big changes. One, while you can still ask to have your payment suspended, if you ask to have your payment suspended, Social Security is going to be required to also suspend the benefit payments to anyone else who might be collecting on your record. So basically, it does away with that possibility of the husband deferring and the wife still getting paid at the same time. Because if the husband is asked to have his payments suspended, then the wife's payments are going to be suspended as well. Second big change pertains to that lump sum repayment. That if you file and suspend after April 30th, you're having your payments suspended. You decide you want to resume benefit payments. You no longer have the option of asking to have that retroactive lump sum repaid to you all at once. Social Security will gladly resume your benefit payments, but it will only be effective with the month after the month you asked to have them started. So you lose the ability to get that lump sum repayment. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is, obviously, for each month that you haven't been collecting, you have been accruing those delayed retirement credits, growing your benefit two-thirds percent per month. That doesn't change at all. But File and suspend after April 30th. Anyone and everyone else collecting in the record will have their payments suspended as well. And you'll no longer have the ability to get that lump sum repayment of any benefits that have been suspended. So with the file and suspend changes, it's more immediate. There is this grandfathering period that ends, though, at the end of April. And if you've got clients or folks who are contemplating filing and suspending, probably need to do so before the end of April. Now, key thing, though, Jim, you have to be at full retirement age to file and suspend. So if you hit your full retirement age at some point after April 30th, 
This is out the window anyway, not a possibility. But for folks who have reached full retirement age prior to April 30th, filing and suspending remains an option and they can operate under the current rules. But after that date, the new law kicks in. Let me ask you this, because I think this is a question that a lot of people get. And I want to talk about when we come back after the break a little bit about some of the young people actually feel like that that Social Security is not going to be around for them or it's going to be to the point where if they have any type of outside, you know, their own private retirement plan that Social Security is not going to be there. I'll talk about that when we come back. But before we take the break, uh, if you have filed and suspended and your spouse is also collecting and she is over 62, let's go back to that again, and she's entitled to get a 50% or up to a maximum of 50% on her portion, and if your portion would be higher, she could get both, but not to exceed 50%, or does she have to wait till she's 66? Well, that leads into the second strategy in terms of options that spouses have, but under full retirement age, that spouse She'll get a benefit up to a maximum of 50% of the person's full retirement age amount, but it will consist of a payment. It'll be one one benefit payment, but if the person has worked, then they'll get as much as they're entitled to on their own. Social Security will then make up the difference up to that 50% with that spousal payment. But again, anyone under full retirement age you're not going to get the full 50% because your payment is going to be reduced because you're taking it early. But under current rules, and this is another change coming, once the spouse, if the spouse waits until full retirement age, they have a couple of options. One is at full retirement age, the spouse can opt to take just the spousal payment, get 50% and not be required to take their own benefit first. Therefore, Going forward, they'll be accruing delayed retirement credits because they haven't been collecting their own retirement benefit, growing that by that two-thirds percent per month, eight percent per year. At age 70, they then file for their own retirement benefit. Payment's going to be 32 percent higher than it would have been had they started collecting at full retirement age. Meanwhile, though, they'll have been receiving this spousal benefit in the meantime tiding them over, if you will, making it more palatable for them to have been waiting to take their own higher payment. This is that claim some now, claim more later strategy. And the key thing was you had to be at full retirement age to take advantage of this. Because as I said, under full retirement age, you didn't have the option of picking and choosing. The law said you were deemed to be applying for both your own benefit and a spousal benefit at the same time. And you collect on one or the other, whichever one were higher. But under the old rules, you did have that option of picking and choosing, in essence, taking just the spousal benefit and deferring collection of your own. And this is another one that's changing. And again, new law allows a grandfathering in period. And this grandfathering period is actually a lot more generous than on the file and suspend. What the new law says is, as long as you were age 62 or older at the end of 2015, then at your full retirement age, you will still have the right to opt to take just the spousal benefit and not be required to take your own first. But for anyone who was not 62 or older at the end of 2015, at full retirement age, you don't have the choice. It's as if you were under full retirement age, you are always going to be deemed to be applying for both your own and the spousal benefit. 
and Social Security will pay you one or the other, whichever one is higher, but not both at once. And you'll no longer have that option of, in essence, I keep saying, picking and choosing and allowing your own to grow. Key thing is it's a longer grandfathering period. Somebody turns 62 December 31st, 2015, hits full retirement age four years from now. At that point, that person will still have the ability to file just for the spousal portion, defer collecting his or her own, and at age 70, meaning eight years from now, collect that higher benefit because they've been accruing delayed retirement credit. So that's a, another change that's coming, but there's a longer grandfathering or a longer lead-in period. So we've been talking about file and suspend, and that's critical because people need to understand there are some changes taking place by April the 30th. Claim some now, claim more later is what you just covered. Those are two very distinct strategies for maximizing your Social Security benefits. And I guess, by the way, I got to tell you this, Kurt, Not this doesn't happen, but, but I just got a chance to blow off taking a break. So you must be somebody important. I'm impressed. So pretty oh. good. You know, they uh, they said, keep going. He's doing great. So, hey, what can I say? So back to what we were talking about. Strategies, okay. file and suspend. Claim some now, claim more later. You're saying to us, you've got some time period here, but you need to make decisions if you're in a certain window. Would you be sure for us to know that window? What exactly is that window? Sure. And again, key thing for both of these strategies, if you're looking to take advantage of them, you had to be at full retirement age in order to either take advantage of the claim some now, claim more later, or the file and suspend strategy. They weren't available to anybody under full retirement age. Just keep making that clear. Now, in terms of file and suspend, what the new law says is as long as you have reached your full retirement age, and have asked to have your payments suspended before April 30th, then you're in essence grandfathered in, and you will continue to operate under the current rules, meaning you ask to have your payments suspended, Social Security will do that, but they'll still be able to pay other folks collecting on your record, and at some point down the road, if you filed and suspended, Prior to April 30th, you will have the right at any point up until age 70 to go back to Social Security and say, I'd like all my money back. But if you haven't reached full retirement age by April 30th, or even if you've reached full retirement age by April 30th, but you haven't asked to have your pay suspended by then, then if you've asked to have your payment suspended, Benefits are going to be suspended to everyone else in the record, and you no longer have that ability to get that lump sum. So key thing, having reached full retirement age by April 30th and having asked to have your payment suspended. With the claim sum now, claim more later, as I said before, it's a longer lead-in period. Key thing is, as long as you were 62 years of age or older, by the end of calendar year 2015, meaning you were born January 1st, 1954 or earlier, then at your full retirement age, it's a key thing again, you have to be at full retirement age, you will still be able to take just a spousal benefit each month and defer collecting your own, allowing it to accrue those delayed retirement credits and grow. 
You know, so like, again, key thing, you have to know what your full retirement age is and determine whether or not, based on your full retirement age, you still have the ability to take advantage of one or more of these strategies. And I think it's important for people to keep in mind. They can go to socialsecurity.gov backslash my account. They can find out a little bit of information about their account. They can pick up the phone and call Social Security. You can call our office if you'd like to know more about Social Security, but socialsecurity.gov slash backslash estimator. Uh, those are those are tools that the Social Security Administration is, is is providing for you. And sometimes it's just good to, you know, go down to the office and visit them and talk to them. Sure. You have to have an appointment. Sure. You don't just show up. If you show up, you're going to be there for a day because they're busy people. But if you get an appointment, you can usually go and somebody will walk you through the process and help you make good decisions. But this is a big decision-making process. I mean, you don't just kind of take this lightly. It can cost you money if you don't do what Kurt's saying, being very systematic about it, knowing the rules, understanding the process, and then maximize to your benefit, your benefit, you've paid into it, Make it a part of your financial plan. Make it a part of your retirement plan. And I guess, Kurt, let me ask you this, because this is the question we get a lot. And again, the second half of the program today, I've got a young man that's going to be here that's not in his 60s. And so uh, what about the what about young people today? And you've been around a long time with Social Security. You kind of know their philosophy and their thought process. It is government. We sometimes wonder what government's going to do. But do you feel that Social Security will be available for that, uh, let's say, the 30-year-old today? When he retires or she retires, will they have this benefit? Sure. And, you know, I feel very strongly that they will. But, Jim, when asked this question, I always like to start by saying, you know, it, it frequently asked, well, you think Social Security will be there for me? And I like to tell younger folks, hey, you need to understand that Social Security is there for you today because Social Security is more than just a retirement program. We had referenced disability benefits, survivor benefits. And these are really important, particularly for younger workers with families. Somebody who's worked, paid into the Social Security program, passes away at an unti on an untimely basis, leaving young kids behind. Those kids are going to be able to collect a monthly Social Security survivor payment right up until the time they reach age 18 or even beyond that through age 19 if they're still a full-time student in high school. In addition, the surviving parent is also potentially eligible to receive an additional benefit each month until the youngest child turns 16. So there's this life insurance component to Social Security that's vitally important for younger workers and families. There's also disability protection that a lot of people aren't aware of. We all like to think we'll enter the workforce and have a long, slow, steady climb towards a happy retirement, but sometimes stuff happens. And for many workers today, they have no private disability insurance, and Social Security is the only source of disability income if something happens. So absolutely, it's going to be there. I'll touch on that, but it's important for younger folks to recognize it's there for them today. We all hope they're not going to need it, but if stuff happens, it's a program that provides survivor benefits, disability benefits, in addition to the retirement benefits, which is what most people simply think about. You know, but it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, I'm sorry. Well, I just think it's important. I think it's great that you share that because I do think everybody thinks of Social Security when they, when you mention Social Security, what's your number one thought? And they would always say, oh, retirement. But you've just Absolutely. brought in. There's a lot more to it. Extremely important for people to understand that. And I have been on the 
outside where I've sat down with people in my practice and, you know, built programs around that thinking never would I have to provide a death benefit for a family because of the working spouse, the the working, the husband, but somebody has something happens. And now we're filing for social security and we see that being a part of that family's income. So extremely important that you mentioned that Kurt, if you had to leave us one thought, you got about a minute here, guy. So tell me, I mean, what's your one thought? What's going on with social security? What should people be thinking about? Well, you know, it's, you got a plan for retirement you know, plan for your future, take advantage of the planning tools that Social Security makes available to you, recognize your options and choices. They're there, they're yours because you've worked and paid into the system. But in making that decision, make sure it's an informed decision that you thought out the choices, thought out the options, and you're not sitting back just making a, a wild guess based on something your neighbor may have told you. Use the planning tools, understand your options, understand your choices, Make that decision about what makes the most sense for you, and then move on. It's not something you should belabor and second-guess yourself forever and ever and ever. It's an important part of retirement for folks, provides that base, that foundation. Make that solid decision, but also recognize you need to find ways to supplement Social Security because it was never intended to be your only source of income in retirement. Uh, That's so important. It's Kurt Zarnowski, Zarnowski Consultant, Expert Answers to your Social Security questions, a frequent guest of ours. And as always, I mean, by the way, you are the first person that has had that break that we have to go to at the bottom of the hour that has actually gotten moved. So I'll tell you, you now are in a different spot with us. You, uh, we're going to have to put here somewhere on the wall here is this icon. But Kurt Zarnowski, Zarnowski Consulting, does a great job helping us know more about Social Security and how we should prepare for the future. April the 30th is the deadline. By the way, Kurt, we'll probably have you back before April the 30th. You just always bring a lot of information for us. It's good for our listeners to know. I hope everybody's enjoyed, Kurt. I always do. Kurt, thank you so much, Guy, for being a part of today's program. Thank you. Take care, Jim. All right, man. Be well. Talk uh-huh. to you soon. Talk Bye-bye. to you later. Uh-huh. Well, you know, again, Kurt does a wonderful job helping us uh, kind of tune in, and we've got some things going on in the city here that we want to talk about. It's called Bevy Loves Memphis, Mid-South Mission of Mercy. We have a guest here today, Ben Taylor. He's going to dive in with us, and we're going to find out more about what's going on to, in our city to help people in need and what's happening at Bellevue. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Shoemaker Financial and Security and Financial Services are not affiliated with Kurt Zarnowski or Zarnowski Consulting. Shoemaker Financial and Security and Financial Services do not provide tax or legal advice, and since every situation is unique, individuals should always consult their tax or legal professionals regarding their own specific situation. Talk Money will return right after this. It was said of Memphis philanthropist Robert Church that his word is as good as his bond. He was an incredible success story, made all the more remarkable by his having been born a slave. During the race riot of 1866, Church was shot in his saloon and left for dead. But he recovered and resolved to remain in Memphis. Church used his own money to build the public park and auditorium on Bill Street, which became a major center of Memphis civic and cultural life. W.C. Handy was employed there for a time, and President Theodore Roosevelt visited the park in 1902. In 1906, Church founded the first African-American-owned bank in Memphis, and during the panic the next year, he avoided a run on his bank by placing bags of money in its windows. 
Throughout his years in Memphis, Church was the most active philanthropist in the city, saving church property from being seized and purchasing the first bonds issued by the city after it declared bankruptcy. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Helping you make the most of your money, this is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we've been talking with Kurt Zarnowski, and I tell you, he always does a wonderful job. But I've got a program today that's involved with our city and what's going to be going on next weekend. That's Friday, Saturday. It'll kind of get started to kind of underground a little bit on Thursday night as things begin to kind of be built. But uh, by Friday morning, we will be looking at a dental clinic the size. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be there, but it's going to be a ton. I have a guest here today. He is the pastor of local missions for Bellevue Baptist Church, Ben Taylor. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Ben, I know you're rushing hard because you are under the gun to build a dental clinic the size of what? I mean, well, we're looking next Thursday, we're going to be setting up 120 dental chairs in our gyms over at the church. And it's just an amazing opportunity for us just to to really do what we do every week with the Christian Mobile Dental Clinic and expand it. And we're hoping to see between 2,000 and 2,500 patients in those two days. I know that this has been going on. You've been planning this for almost two years, mm-hmm. and this is not something you just decided yesterday. But the, the magnitude of this dental clinic, uh, Dr. Chuck Woods, dear friend, in fact, he was going to try to be here. I may get him on the phone next Friday when you mm-hmm. guys are actually into it. But uh uh, you know, the the idea behind this is you're going to be providing free dental click care to people that can come through the system. And when you say dental care, we're not talking about a filling or, you know, but dental care, true right. dental care by how many dentists are you going to have? here? Right now we have about 150 that have volunteered for the weekend. Some are working every shift. Some are working one shift, whatever their practice will allow. Uh, but it's not just dentists. It's hygienists. It's dental assistants. It's physicians. It's nurses. And then everyday people like myself that don't know how to do any I of those know, things. I know, myself too. I don't know, have a clue, but I've been told they're going to guide people and, and help them get processed. And uh, who is this for? This is really for our city, those that are in need, those that have no or little access to dental care. Um, it is amazing to know that nowadays dental insurance is a luxury. It's not something oh, yeah. that even the working class has a lot of times. And so uh, our heart and our, our our motivation is to help meet real needs in order so that we can just love on people the way that, that God tells us to. God tells us to love people mm-hmm. and love, you know, that's kind of the mandate behind Bellevue. And I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, share with the with our listening audience the mission statement of Bellevue. It's love God, love people, share Jesus, and make disciples. And to love people is this Bellevue Loves Memphis. Absolutely. So now you're the pastor. You kind of run Bellevue Loves Memphis yes, with sir. a lot of people that work in them. Give us a little bit of the history of Bellevue Loves Memphis. So back in 2007, uh, the Lord laid it on the heart of our pastor, Dr. Steve Gaines, to, to really start thinking about how we can not run away from Memphis, but run into Memphis. It's, a, it's an 
amazing thing to to just hear his heart on how God has called him to the city, say not just to the again, church. Son, say that again. Run into Memphis. Right, run into Memphis. That's and a it, big deal. Right, because a lot of folks are saying we don't need to be in Memphis. We want to go and move out east or move out, uh, move up north, wherever we need to do. But uh, our heart is that God has placed us in the city uh, in Memphis so that we can be a change agent. Uh, our vision is so that we, we want to become a catalyst for spiritual awakening in Memphis and beyond. And, and we start at home. And you do start at home. Now, you guys, when we think about it, you say you guys. I've been right in the middle. I've laid grass on football mm-hmm. fields and cleaned up uh, churches and cleaned up schools and things. Talk briefly. I mean, I really want to focus with Mission and Mercy, but mm-hmm. but the reality is when we say Bellevue Loves Memphis and we say there's other churches now doing have adopted that mission and thought process and reaching out, loving people, but really having an impact. I mean, we're not talking about, I mean, I did lay grass on a football field mm-hmm. that needed it because the grass was dying. And so that was the project for that day or right. laying floors in a widow's home that mm-hmm. the floors were, you know, not, they were, they were deteriorated. Right. So where do you find these? How do you do that? And, and the process behind all that? Well, when we first started back in 2008 with our first work day, it was really a lot of us going out and telling people, Hey, we want to help you. And with weird looks on their faces, they started giving us projects, but but since that time, uh, Bellevue Memphis has grown to where people understand who we are and what we're about. And the majority of the projects come to us. Um, our heart is to work with ba- three main, uh, really, entities. We want to work with sister churches in Memphis. We want to work uh, with uh, civic or- organizations such as churches and school or community uh, uh, organizations and also um, parachurch organizations. Those uh, organizations in our community like Memphis Athletic Ministries um, or uh, Neighborhood Christian Center that, that are doing a great work where they need the local church to come alongside them and be a part of them. So a lot of our projects come through those three main areas. And this is volunteers. This is an army of volunteers mm-hmm. on a given Saturday. I know we do Bellevue Loves, you know, see, Jesus Loves Memphis uh, in August, I believe October. It is. October, mm-hmm. right. Uh, on that given Given Saturday, mm-hmm. how many volunteers? We will average between 800 and 1,000 volunteers on uh, our three Bellevue Loves Memphis work days. And when we work with about 50 other churches in October, uh, we've had upwards to 1,800 volunteers. 1,800. That's mm-hmm. people stepping out into the community. And, you know, we might be sometimes criticized saying, well, this is social gospel or whatever, mm-hmm. but that is not the focus. Is Absolutely it? not. We we go into a community with a heart to meet a need in order to uh, to gain the opportunity to to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, if you just tuned in, I mean, we're talking with Ben Taylor. He is the uh, the missions pastor, the local missions pastor for Bevue Loves Memphis. And we're talking about Mid-South Mission of Mercy. Now, 150 dentists. How many chairs? Again? We're going to have 120 chairs. 120 chairs. This is dental hygienists. This is doctors, nurses. This is people coming together at Bellevue out on Appling Road in east out on the uh, interstate. Mm-hmm. You can see the three crosses so you know where it is. And it's a place, a time. And I look at from dental care, uh, being a, a particular cancer patient, the first thing they checked. I mean, it was literally, I mean, he said, let me see your teeth. Mm-hmm. And it was because when you do some of the things that I had to do with my cancer was my teeth had to be healthy or I couldn't do it. In fact, I'm talking to one patient one time. We were both going in and he had had to have all his teeth pulled because mm-hmm. his teeth was not healthy. And and this guy 
would had no reason for not having good teeth, but he right. just hadn't taken care of. This is an opportunity for the city to reach out to come to you know to Bellevue to have that opportunity to mm-hmm. do that. We're going to talk more with Ben when we come back. Let's take a break. We got to do some uh, traffic and weather and all those things that we got to do, but we'll do that. And then when we come back, Ben's going to tell us how you can get involved either as a patient or a volunteer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you're thinking, why would you know a program called uh, Talk Money uh, get involved with a program called Mid-South Mission of Mercy? It's because at the end of the day, it is about bringing to people something that's needed, that's very expensive in a lot of cases, and yet much needed. And my guest has been Taylor. He is the pastor of local missions for Bellevue Baptist Church. He uh, is the coordinator for Bellevue Loves Memphis and, of course, very much involved as the director of Mid-South Mission of Mercy for the church. But, but Ben, I know Mid-South Mission of Mercy is... This mission of mercy. Give me the. It's a bigger picture right. than just this individual thing that's going to happen in Bell at Bellevue in Memphis next week. It's a much bigger ministry. Absolutely. The, the, this organization really they're in cities weekend and week out. Uh, organizations will rent this equipment for a certain amount of money, and then they'll be responsible for putting on the the the, the project, the event, like we are. And so they are all over the country working with dental societies all over, all the way from Alaska to Florida. Uh, really in most 50 states. I know Dr. Chuck Witt, he just went to Washington, D.C. and did one. Uh, and so it's it's amazing that it's this big organization. When, and what's unique about uh, us is, is that they came to us and said, would we be interested in hosting it? Because one of the major expenses is where do you find the Where facility? Do you find the location, yeah, the yeah because facility, yeah. Uh, it may cost upward to forty or fifty thousand dollars just to rent the facility. That's not counting all the dental supplies and all the rental of uh, the dental chairs and those types of things. And so that's where we're coming alongside and opening up our doors uh, where we can host it for them and allows us to to really show Memphis and everybody that may come that our heart is to be really intentional about our hospitality. We want people to be welcomed with the love of Jesus uh, because if they can see us loving on them, uh, it's going to be a whole lot easier for us to, to just share our heart about what God has done for us. You know, that is uh, that is so critical today as we see how the church reaches out. Again, love God, love people, share Jesus, make disciples. I mean, that's Melview's mission statement, that love people is intentionally doing that, not mm. just doing it on a casual basis. Mm. So when you think through that, uh, the city renewal, you mentioned that. Bellevue mm-hmm. loves Memphis, the city renewal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bellevue is about as pro-Memphis as you can get, mm-hmm. I mean, it, as a church. And I know there's lots of churches, sister churches that are seeing Absolutely. that and, and we're and, and catching on. And, and, you know, other churches are dedicated to mm-hmm. loving on Memphis and being a part of Memphis. But in, in reality, 
when you say renewing, when you say the city renewal, exactly what does that mean? For us, that means that we are actively investing in the redemption of our community and the people that are in in our community. Taking our community back. Absolutely. We know that when you look at Memphis, a lot of people say there's a lot of opportunities, even challenges uh, about the city. And we feel like the answer to those challenges is Jesus Christ. And so in order for us to to be a part of the solution instead of a part of the crowd that's complaining about it, uh, our pastor tells us, don't come here and start talking bad about Memphis. Uh, (laughs) We are only going to say positive things about Memphis. And and if we see a problem, we need to be an answer to the problem instead of somebody that's just coming behind and complaining about it. It's so easy to complain. Absolutely. If you're going to complain, I know Brother Steve says, figure out, let's get a solution. Don't just Mm -hmm. complain about it. All right, let's talk about the event. It's a big event, 150 dental chairs, 125 to 130 dentists, hygienists, doctors, volunteers. Mm -hmm. You've got an army of people that's going to show up next Thursday. Just think about it. You've got to have the plumbing, the electricity, a lot of people that are doing that. I know I was called to be one of the the electricians, and um, (laughs) uh, they looked at me after about Two minutes and said, no, not maybe not you. But but you've got electricians. I know that they're just going to come show up on Thursday and put this city of dentistry together. And we've been working already. I mean, we had a group of electricians that were uh, at our church on uh, Tuesday getting everything ready to be wired up because you bring all this electrical (laughs) equipment in. Just don't plug it up. Right, right. And so we've already started that process. Everything's going to be delivered next Wednesday, next Thursday. And from Thursday at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. is going to uh, turn into a dental clinic. Who can be a patient? Anybody can be a patient. You can be a millionaire, and if you're willing to come and be a part of the line and be first come, first served, you can be a part of the— When should they show up? I mean, do they just show up at 9 o'clock and you're going to get a 9.30 appointment? That's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> the doors will open at 6 a.m., uh, and so we, we do anticipate folks will be getting there early, um, way earlier than 6 a.m. I know some of the volunteers are going to show up at 5. Uh, well, the first volunteers will be there between 4 and 4.30 a.m. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so anybody can show up. And, anybody I mean, can be a part. They don't have to be a Memphian. They can mm-hmm. be listening to this program. It just bottom line is yeah. they can show up with no issues. They're not going to be given, you know, 150 questions or anything like that. Nope. They're just going to – this is a free dental clinic it's a free dental for clinic. anybody who shows mm-hmm. up and willing to wait and you know right. but you got to be patient Absolutely. this is not going to be like you're going to get it all of a sudden right and that's and that's the that's the what we're asking all of our patients is just to be flexible and to be patient we're going to see as many patients as we can we're hoping to see about 2000 patients where we're offering free extractions free cleanings and uh, free fillings who can be a volunteer uh, anybody can be a volunteer. We're asking, we've got right now, we've got tr- uh, churches from all over Memphis, New Direction, a Christian church over in Hickory Hill. They're trying to bring about 300 volunteers. See, it's Central not just churches. Bellevue. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's the citywide thing. It is, a chur- it is the church of Memphis coming together yeah. to work together to serve our community. Boy, you want to have an impact? That's the way to have an impact. Man, absolutely. that is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see if we can't get you on the program, you and Chuck. I know uh, Dr. Wood will be there and doing all his work, but we'll kind of get you guys hooked up on the phone so yeah, it's going next week. Is Sounds right? great. Thank you so much. Well, if you just tuned in, my guest has been Ben Taylor. He is the Bellevue Loves Memphis coordinator and the director of local missions. Mid-South Mission of Mercy. That's next Friday. You'll need to call the church if you want to know more about it. You can do that, of course, and uh, or call me at the office and we'll tell you about it. Kurt Zarnowski, Zarnowski Consultants, was the first half of the program. Ben Taylor, Bellevue Loves Memphis. Bellevue Baptist Church was the second half. My producer and board operator, Art Frederick. Guest and content coordination. 
Station, Francis Fortner, Production Assistant, Zeller Moscovitz. Mid-South History Moment by Rebecca Brazier, Drew Johnson. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and it is every Friday we're here to help you figure out ways to help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.